Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. Apologies if I sound like a gremlin right now. I'm a little under the weather, but we're powering through nonetheless, as most of the Giants did this past week. I got to pull my best Andrew Thomas impression right now, just powering through. No, am I not? Am I taking on Micah Parsons? Absolutely not, but I can barely speak, so I'm doing my best right now for you guys. Um, want to discuss a couple of players making a return to Big Blue this upcoming weekend against the Washington Commanders, a playoff kind of game here this is a must win for the Giants coming off two consecutive losses to Detroit and Dallas and we're getting some big names back the defensive line seems to be maybe the first time this season where they're actually going to be playing all together which is a really really good sign because Kayvon Thibodeau as Anthony mentioned yesterday's video is kicking some serious ass he actually leads all rookie pass rushers with a 14.5 percent pass rush win rate which is absolutely awesome Dexter Lawrence as you guys know having an all pro caliber season and Leonard Williams has been contributing heavily in addition so right now this defensive line seems to be quite good, but they're going to get even better now, hopefully, in the coming weeks um, as we move on. But, Anthony, before we dive into the players returning to the Giants right now and how important this game against Washington is, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. I've been under the weather as well, but I'm on the come up like the New York Giants on the come up this year with Brian Dable kicking some ass in his first year as a head coach. But moving into this game versus Washington, this is crucial. This is a must win game for the New York Giants in my eyes. And thank goodness they are getting some reinforcements, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, but also on the offensive line. Some big holes to fill here as the New York Giants have been struggling in recent weeks, losing three of their last four games. But with some players returning to the lineup, they could hopefully get back on track, get back to the winning ways that Brian Dable is trying to instill and make that push for the postseason. Now, the Giants have the worst schedule in the NFL right now, the toughest schedule. They have to face Washington, then Philly. Then Washington has a bye, and they face us again coming off of a bye week. That's an immense challenge that the NFL is handing the New York Giants there to face a team, let that team take a whole week off to study you, and then face you again while you're facing another opponent opponent in between a tougher opponent in between that's a really tall task for the New York Giants so they need to strap in here they need to get healthy and start playing some good football down the home stretch of the season it's going to be really tough but at seven and four the Giants are still sitting in the playoff picture and they've got a really good shot at making their first playoff appearance since 2016 but they need to get healthy and thankfully this week it seems like they're taking those first steps towards rebuilding this roster with some healthy players and reinforcements and hopefully going out there and securing the dub against Washington. Absolutely. I'm getting potentially three starters back this week. Now, some are on the cusp, and honestly, all of them are kind of on the cusp. But if we can get some of these guys back, it's going to be a huge bonus to this Giants team right now. So the first one I want to discuss is Aziz Ojolari. Now, a lot of people kind of have already wrote him off, saying, you know, he's injury prone, he's this, he's that. You know, I think he had double-digit sacks last year. He had to set the rookie record in Giants history for sacks, you know, in terms of actually being recorded. I think LT um, definitely uh, landed that one, but it wasn't being recorded at the time. So now you're looking at the return of Zizo Jolari paired with Kayvon Thibodeau, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams. Zizo Jolari is a very, very good football player, guys. I mean, you know, coming out of Georgia, had that little knee injury, little knee thing that dropped him to 51st overall where the Giants ended up snagging him in the second round. But he is a very talented player. He added 10 pounds of muscle mass. He just The guy just can't stay healthy right now. You know, it happens to guys sometimes. He's had a calf injury that's really bothered him. Calf injuries are known to be extremely, extremely fickle. Um, so I think right now the Giants, 
can feel good that they've given him ample time to recover. And, you know, they're just trying to get him into the practice uh, kind of flow right now, you know, activating him, hopefully get a nice good week of practice under his belt and maybe make an appearance next week. This would be the first time this season where Aziz, Kayvon, Leonard, and Dexter all featured on the same defensive line. You know, they've all been missing time. Leonard Williams had the MCL sprain. Kayvon Thibodeau didn't appear to sit until week three. Uh, obviously, Aziz Ojolari had the calf injury. He started the first couple of games, then he got knocked out. Um, so it's just kind of been like back and forth, back and forth. We haven't had a full you know, we've been kind of relying on Jihad Ward, O'Shane Zimenez, um, a couple of those reserve guys to, to handle the load, and they've done a pretty solid job. But Aziz Ojolari is not only a great pass rusher, he can also solidify the edge um, in the running game. So, you know, getting him those reps, this is a really good situation for the Giants. You have two uh, defensive edge rushers, outside linebackers on rookie deals that traditionally are extremely expensive positions, right? Those spots being under cost-controlled contracts is exactly what Joe Shane had in mind going into this year and really locking down the pass rush for the future. Dexter Lawrence is on his fifth-year option next year. I think it's about $12 million. So he's at a pretty cheap price point considering the production he's given us this year. And Leonard Williams, he's definitely a cut candidate. Um, looking at you know his price tag is pretty substantial, so I would not be surprised if they released him and cleared some of that salary off the books. I think they save about sixteen million after restructuring his deal, so that's a lot of money. The Giants could say, you know what, we could extend Saquon Barkley, we could extend this guy or that guy, we could add a, another pass rusher, um, we could add you know who, whoever. But we'll see what happens with Leonard, with Leonard Williams right now. But you know, focusing on the the near the, like the kind of the games coming up. Having that strong defensive line, it's going to take a lot of pressure off of the secondary. You know, with Dory Jackson probably out a couple more weeks. Um, I think his he was four to seven week timetable for return, four to six weeks. So we're still looking at another three weeks minimum until he can return. Fabian Moreau had an oblique injury, you know, really, really thin in the secondary. That pass rush has to hit home. Having all these guys back is a tremendous bonus to this defense and should help them get off the field. So Anthony, when you look at Aziz Ojolari, I know he's missed a lot of time this year, but how important is he to this equation? You know, a lot of people might have given up on him already, but I, for one, certainly have not. I think he is a long-term solution um, opposite Kayvon Thibodeau. No, I have definitely not given up on Aziz Ojolari, and anyone that has just isn't watching the same game as us, Alex, because Aziz Ojolari had eight sacks as a rookie. He was a very productive pass rusher, and if you go back to his college tape, he was a really good player coming out of Georgia, a player that I really liked and a lot of people had as a first-round pick. However, he did have some hidden medical history regarding a knee, something like that. Fell to the second round. Giants land him. It's a total steal. And he has the potential to live up to those first round expectations. Again, eight sacks as a rookie. Looked like a really good and productive player for the Giants. Injuries have kind of derailed his sophomore season here. But let's think long term because it's true. The New York Giants are technically in a rebuild year. This is the first year Brian Dable is head coach. First year with Joe Shame as GM. They inherited a roster that they didn't necessarily want to keep intact. So they're winning games right now. They are seven and four. But... It is a rebuild year. You can win and rebuild, apparently, according to Joe Shane. So the Giants are going to want to look at these guys, these young guys like Aziz Ojolari, on this, as you mentioned, cost-controlled contract, a rookie deal for a second-round pick, very cheap for an edge rusher, and he far exceeded his salary's expectations as a rookie. And I assume that he will do the same once he's back and fully healthy on the field this year and next year. Now, there's also a hidden impact from Aziz Ojolari returning to the lineup that I mentioned in yesterday's episode. It's not just about getting Aziz Ojolari and his pass rushing talents back into the lineup so he can rack up some sacks, but it's also about freeing up some opportunities for Kayvon Thibodeau to get some sacks and generate more pressure. Now, Kayvon Thibodeau was getting chipped a lot in week 12 against the Cowboys, still ended the game with the most pressures out of anybody on the field, right? He still had a dominant pass rushing performance, despite being double teamed, chip blocked, 
all of that. Well, when you got Aziz Ojolari back in the lineup, he's going to be the one who might get the chips on some plays. He might get the double teams. If he's playing well, he's giving a right tackle some trouble. They're going to put the running back on the right side of the quarterback and chip or put a tight end on the right side and chip Aziz Ojolari. That opens up more one-on-one pass rushing opportunities for Kayvon Thibodeau, and then everyone feasts. Kayvon Thibodeau can start getting those elusive sacks. He's been getting the pressures, but he can start tallying up the stat sheet. And then Aziz Ojolari, of course, when Kayvon Thibodeau is playing well, wrecking a game for an opposing offense, that opens things up for Aziz. It's always great to have more than one solid pass rusher on your team. Really, this season, they've had Kayvon Thibodeau in spurts. He's had some really good games. The consistent pass rusher for the New York Giants has been through the interior from Dexter Lawrence, who's having a career year. So you also apply that to this and add that to the equation. Dexter Lawrence, a menace in the interior. You got Kayvon Thibodeau on one edge. That other edge has been a soft spot for the Giants defense and a pass rushing standpoint. Yes, Ward has done done a good job as a run defender, but... If you have that many matchups there with Leonard Williams as well, throw him into the equation, you get four solid pass rushers on that defensive front. That makes things immensely challenging for an opposing offense to really just slow things down. It opens up one-on-one blocking opportunities based on who's the hot hand. That's the way that the offensive line is going to shift. That's who the extra blockers are going to go take on. And that just opened things up for the other guys on the defensive line for the New York Giants who are all supremely talented. So the Giants are building something really great on their defensive line. Again, questions about whether or not Leonard Williams will be here long-term. Sure. But right now for this final home stretch of the season that the Giants are looking at trying to push into the postseason, you got Kayvon Thibodeau finally hitting his stride, playing the best football of his rookie season. And you have Aziz Ojolari, very, very talented player who proved to be a very productive pass rusher in his rookie season, re-entering the lineup. You're going to get more one-on-one matchups and more pressures, more sacks. Can't wait to see it. Aziz Ojolari is going to be a very impactful player when he takes the field for the New York Giants this season. Absolutely. And looking at the offensive line, um, there's two things I want to discuss there, right? So the Giants have, you know, reinstated Ben Bredesen and God knows, and I'm sure you agree with me right now, Anthony, before the season began, I would never be praying for Ben Bredesen to return to action because I thought he sucked. You know, I think last year he pretty much sucked. He was benched, you know, rotated for Matt Skura, um, injured, you know, it's just a lot of movement and Ben Bredesen certainly wasn't a part of the solution, but this year he's been actually pretty damn good. And, and for the most part, in terms of expectations, he's lived up to expectations and he's probably surpassed them by a little bit. Um, he's been decent alongside Andrew Thomas and, and look at the, the center position, John Feliciano, who also is injured right now. Nick Gates gave up one pressure on 64 offensive snaps last week against Dallas, one of the best pass rushes uh, units in the entire league. So right now, if Ben Bredesen can come back fully healthy, I think Nick Gates stays at center, and I think that Bredesen probably you know goes back to his traditional left guard spot and locks it down the offensive line. And, and then you have Evan Neal also on the men. So he also is projected to make a return this Sunday against Washington as well. So if you get three of those guys back, you know, you get or rather two, Bredesen and Neal, maybe Feliciano comes in and serves as a, as a backup, you know, and kind of supplements injury down the final stretch here. Um, I think you're in good shape, right? I think I think that the offensive line is probably the best it'll be this year. Um, and at least, you know, honestly, I think probably it'll be better than it was in the beginning of the season, just because of natural progression, um, and just chemistry building over the past couple of weeks. But, you know, this is a good sign that the giants are getting healthier in some spots. You know, they obviously have suffered a tremendous amount of injuries across the board, Wandale, Adoree, um, you know, everyone basically, but the offensive line getting a little bit healthier here is going to promote a much better offensive unit, you know, from Daniel Jones, from Saquon Barkley and Saquon has really struggled the past two weeks, you know, without Daniel Bellinger, who's also, you know, catching passes and working his way back you know that 
injuries a little bit more interesting uh, because it's an eye sock. You don't want to really rush that. You don't want to put him in a, in a spot where he maybe loses any vision. Um, so they're giving him ample time to recover from that as well. But, you know, the, the infusion of Ben Bredesen, Evan Neal, and Bellinger, Anthony, how important do you think that is to just the offense being operational at, at least, you know? Right now, I feel like the unit is really bad and they're giving the defense no support. But getting those three guys back, I think, should give this team a lot more, you know, momentum in terms of, you know, just being able to stay on the football field and, you know, run the ball effectively. Their entire game plan is thrown off that, you know, the running game just can't be sustained without the proper run blocking. And it seems like they're getting those key pieces back uh, moving forward. So I am excited to see, you know, how this offense can start to mount um, some success and maybe build on it. Yeah, 100%. I think there's a lot to build on here. You mentioned it. Nick Gates is playing some good football here, so he should probably just remain the center. I mean, that's what he was brought here to do. He was signed to an extension a couple of years ago to be the starting center of the New York Giants. Granted, that was Dave Gettleman who signed him to that deal. It wasn't Joe Shane. It wasn't Brian Dable. They have no ties to Nick Gates, but Nick Gates, proven leader on and off the field. I mean, the dude, it's less than a year ago, or just over a year ago, that the guy had a career-threatening injury, and now he's out there on Sundays on Thursdays, on Mondays, going out there, kicking some ass, and playing the New York Giants brand of football that the team is trying to instill. He has been an absolute leader, and he's playing some solid ball right now. No, he's not the best player in the NFL, and he even said that in a recent interview quote. He said, I'm not the best player on the field, so I'm going to do everything extra that I can to make that impact. That's what he said, and that's what he's done. So Nick Gates, super valuable to this team. I think he needs to stay out there, be that starting center, and then you can talk about Ben Bredesen coming back from this injury and slotting right in at left guard, because that position has been a real problem for the New York Giants. Whether that be Shane Lemieux, or whether that be Joshua Zidu, Neither one of those guys looks fully healthy. Neither one of them looks fully ready to play on an NFL field right now. They need more time. I like Ben Bredesen. I thought that he was playing well, especially in the preseason. And at the beginning of the year, he looked like at least a solid player for us. Now, keep in mind, John Feliciano will return to the team eventually. And his natural-born position is actually offensive guard. John Feliciano played a very minimal amounts of center in the previous years of his career. He mainly played guard. So with Nick Gates continuing to play well at center, if that if that does continue, Alex, what are your thoughts on potentially seeing Nick Gates stay at center? John Feliciano return to his position of guard if Ben Bredesen isn't fully healthy or isn't playing well. You could see Feliciano return to the lineup once he's healthy and maybe play guard. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I've heard some people suggest that Mark Lewinsky should be benched and, you know, I haven't looked at the film myself, but, you know, maybe it's an interesting conversation to have that, uh, Feliciano can play right guard and Ben Bredesen, you know, slides in at left guard and Nick Gates stays at center. But look, personally, Nick Gates has earned my respect. I think he's earned all of our respect. I think that he has come back from one of the most devastating injuries that you could ever ask someone to come back from, let alone walking, but playing football and kicking ass against the Dallas Cowboys. I'm willing to give him that starting job right now. Like Feliciano isn't that good where I'm sitting here. Like there's no way I think that Nick Gates is just as good as him, if not better. And that momentum, you know, they have him under contract already Gates coming off that injury. They could even extend him if he looks good over the, over the final stretch of the season on a super cheap contract, you know, dirt cheap. Um, and I think that he would he would probably look at them and say, absolutely, you guys stood by me. You didn't cut me. You let me rehabilitate. You let me stay here. You gave me opportunities. And he's worked his way all the way back. He is like the figure of uh, success and you know resilience in that locker room and just toughness and grit. Having him around is like just a, a net positive across the board. Him starting and reclaiming that job is even more impressive. And Feliciano is only on a one-year deal. 
uh, Nick Gates is here for multiple seasons. I think it's an easy decision. Decision. Uh, but what are your thoughts about Glowinski right now? Because I know he's struggled to a degree. Um, maybe Evan Neal helps him out because they've just had such a rotation at right tackle. He's had to really pick up a lot of the slack. Maybe that has something to do with it. Um, but, you know, do you think Feliciano just kind of serves that backup role? Or do you think he kind of actually maybe competes with Glowinski at right guard? I think Feliciano is probably going to want to look to compete for that starting center job again. Uh, like I said, Joe Shane signed him to play that role, and that's probably where he wants to get in. But we'll see if he's really able to accomplish that. Because, again, Nick Gates playing some good football right now. But potentially moving to right guard, that's an option here if Mark Lewinsky doesn't pick it up once Evan Neal returns to the lineup. But that's kind of the main caveat of this whole situation to me. Once Evan Neal returns, let's see how Mark Lewinsky starts playing. Because is it a Mark Lewinsky issue or is it a rotation at right tackle issue? Mark Lewinsky attempting to pick up the slack from the right tackle position, causing struggles in his performances really inadvertently. Because it might not be Lewinsky. Again, you haven't looked at the tape. I've only looked at it a little bit haven't really delved into the mark Lewinsky tape just yet but once i do we'll see where the truth lies here what the real issue is whether that be the right tackle spot or if it purely is mark Lewinsky's problems at right guard so that's kind of what it what will determine it to me once evan neal finally returns to the lineup which should be very soon probably this sunday he enters the lineup if Mark Lewinsky is playing better football with Evan Neal in the lineup, then that's probably your answer is at the right tackle position, not having your bona fide starter in Evan Neal there. That's what was causing problems for Mark Lewinsky. But if Evan Neal reenters the lineup and you still have a ton of struggle from the right guard position, you look into making a change before the postseason comes around because once that happens, it might be too little, too late. So then you can talk about John Feliciano and anybody else who might be able to step in and make an impact. But like I said, I think Feliciano probably just going to stick into that backup role with Nick Gates being the hot hand at center, but Nick Gates starts to struggle. At least you got someone who has starting experience who can step in there at center as well, John Feliciano, and he can also step into any of those other interior positions if there are some more struggles or injuries if that happens, which knock on wood, hope that it doesn't. But again, Mark Lewinsky not playing the best football right now, but let's see how he plays once he's playing alongside Evan Neal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're going to see what happens here, guys. Definitely a pretty intense couple of games coming up for our playoff hopes, but I'd love to hear perspectives on the return of some of these athletes, you know, notably Ben Bredesen, Evan Neal, Bellinger, um, Aziz Ojolari, your thoughts and expectations of them moving forward. And I hope you guys obviously had a phenomenal Thanksgiving with friends, family, and spent some really quality time with them. So sending all of our good wishes and good energy to you guys and the, the families involved. But as always, my friends, make sure to enjoy the rest of your day. Make sure to like and subscribe, as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode.